The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Intro music was acting funny, so I'll just I'll add that in here. Godzilla in versus King Kong is out. Have you watched that? Mm-hmm. I heard it's good. No, I heard it's real good. I've had multiple people text me about it. We can talk about that if you want to. Do we can get into whatever you want. Anything your little heart desires. <clears throat> Anyways, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Highly Unapologetic, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and with me again tonight. I'm Travis. Hi, Travis. Hi, friends. How's it going, man? Good, man. How was was your week? Dude, it's a great week. All right, tell me about it. We, uh, I know some things. Yeah. I don't want you to tell them. No, it's good. Um, So I I, uh, am fortunate enough to be one of the assistant coaches at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Go Runners. Okay. Uh, for the cheerleading program. Right. And we competed this, actually, it's been a couple of weeks. Right. So we had to switch our national competition to uh, virtual or in person. Okay. Last year was the first year that this competition, after 50 years, cons- you know, 50 plus years uh, of in person competition, had to cancel due to reasons. Okay. And reasons that we have uh, made fun of here on this show. Have you? Yeah. We we laugh at COVID. I know some pl- platforms you can't say it because they'll they'll demonetize you. So you have to say. So, so I'm I, I'm not monetized. Lorona. <laughs> so we'll call it Lorona. Anyway, we competed uh, virtually because the university felt it was probably a better deal for us to stay. Um, so still you know comp- still good competition and uh, we won the national championship. Nice. So we that was a good week. What what do y'all say? Like, uh, what is like? A and M has gig them and UTS hook them. Go, Go, that's it. Birds up, birds up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. And y'all do this. Y'all do this little thing. Looks right? like looks like a roadrunner. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like that. Whatever. Congra- yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Long long hours uh, put to work. Yeah, the team. It's it's incredible, man. Like I've coached uh, I've coached cheer and been involved with cheer since two thousand three. And I was amazed at like given everything that these kids had to go through throughout a year. Like we just started taking, like I I made a list. We we ended our final practice. We did our final filming, uh, and we knew like, hey, that's like that's the the routine we need to submit because you, you want to submit your best, right? So right. like the kids will go, and I mean it burns them out. Like it's it's a two and a half minute sprint, you know, essentially. And so when we we knew that we had to we had to capture a good final routine to submit because we didn't want to, we want to submit the best we could. Right. But we knew that we had three days left of filming and it could happen day one or it could go all the way to day three. So we really didn't know when the official end of our season would have been. Right. And then they hit on a Monday and we had planned to film through Wednesday. So we were done. Like it was like, Oh, like that's it. Like season's over. Like no more practices, no more filming. Like, right. That's the end of it. 
so after the kids left, we talked about like just kind of like just talking through like okay, end of the year events and stuff like that. And I was like, can, can you guys like amazed at like what these kids went through and yeah. just like off the top of our head, um, Rona. And these are things that the kids, not only did they have to go through, but it got to a point to where it was like, this is going to like, we had like this happens and they're like, we have to change the routine. This right. part of the routine. Okay. Like we got to change venues. Okay. Like this person got hurt. We have to completely, they were just solid and with they the just, changes. They're like, okay. And they would, so we had, we had the Rona that affected everybody. Uh, I'm not going to say names, but we had one girl hurt her knee, like pretty bad. Another girl, another knee injury. One of our boys hurt his knee in the middle of our final filming. Like, so we didn't know if he was going to be able to compete for that final filming. One of the girls broke her leg. She's one of our top, like top elite flyers, broke her leg in this like completely ridiculous, like, like freak accident like not even like you need like you don't it doesn't even make sense how it how it broke she broke her ankle uh one of our girls uh got blinded like in one of her eyes had to go home have emergency eye procedures like came back with like a patch on and she's a flyer so now you got a girl in the air with no depth perception still killing <laughs> like seriously still killing it um that's just that's weird to dude, hear like we had grade ineligibility so we had kids that were on mat like competing team they got pulled for grades um, we had one kid that is in the uh, National Guard, got pulled, got deployed, so he was gone. Uh, we had another girl hurt her ankle. We had one girl break her hand, and then also, like, the day of our final filming, she was in a car accident, the airbags deployed, and still, like, after she got cleared, showed up and competed. Another guy broke his hand. We had one girl that was basically, like, to the point where she uh, she practically had broken ribs. I mean, she had just, like, they were bruised. Like, they weren't broken, but, like, she was just getting beat up from getting caught. So her ribs were, like, blue. Another girl hurt her ankle. He had a couple girls who, you know, it's, mental health is, we take that all very seriously. He had a couple girls that had, like, full-on panic attacks, like anxiety attacks in the middle of practices that we had to, like, you know, tend to because we want to make sure that they're, health, they're, that they're mentally stable and that they're okay. We had venue changes consistently because we don't have a set venue. Right. So, like, Final Four is in town. We had to uproot practice and move to a new facility and then get changed from gym location to gym because we have to roll out a full floor, right? right? Multiple venue changes, including during our choreography. So when we're getting the routine built that we are then trying to compete, in the middle of our choreography, we had to change venues and go to the other side of town. Um, we had one kid tear his quad like early in the season. And then we had some kids who were like, hitting things, everything's great. And then like kids will get mental blocks with tumbling where like all of a sudden like a top level kid, it's like... You know, baseball player can't. I can't spot a pitch anymore. Like, and that's just off the top of our head of things. Right? And the, every single one of them, they overcame. Like, okay, like, what do we need to do? What do you do? And then they t- to win a national title. Those are the kind of national championships, or like even just a victory that you hold on to. Well, we told them, like, you know, we talked for like, listen, like, you guys don't like this story that's being written. Like, y'all may not see it like we do. Like, there's a story being written from the day you guys made the team until the end of the season, there's a story and we're in the middle of the story. Right. And the end of the story is going to come down to how y'all can, how y'all finish with your response to everything that's been happening. And it's all up to y'all. And they're like, wow, dude. Okay. And so they pulled together, man, we won a national title. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. It's really cool. So people don't know this about you, but you were, you were a cheerleader at the university of Florida Mm -hmm. with, uh, some characters, Timmy Tebow. Yeah. Can you tell us a cool story? About anybody, like you were there when, um, uh, like Joaquin <clears throat> Noah was there, right? Joaquin uh, Noah was there. Yep, uh, Al Horford was playing basketball. Right. Chandler Parsons, Corey Brewer, um, the football team. So when I was there, I was there from '06 to '09. Um, I cheered for the two national titles for the basketball team, 
two national titles for the football team. We were the only school in collegiate history to have both the national championship in basketball and football at the same time. So no other school's ever done that. Right. And I was there for that. Uh, Billy Donovan was coach. Right. Urban Meyer was coach. Charlie Strong was also our defensive coordinator. Uh, Dan Mullen, who's now the head coach, was our offensive coordinator. Right. Uh, baseball team was killing it. Gymnastics team won like uh, the conference championship. It was a good time to be a Gator. Cool. Um, the the one story that comes to mind <clears throat> revolves around I was uh, I ran a nightclub. I was in the nightclub industry outside of being a student athlete. Um, and worked a lot of venues in town on like the marketing and promotion side. And then we had one venue that we were hired as like on like permanent staff to run this place and help mm-hmm. help to run it. Um, so a lot of the cool stories revolve around some of the football players and basketball players uh, coming out and, you know, partaking in fun. Um, but one time I'm standing outside the club and uh, a taxi, a van taxi rolls up right in front of the door. And I'm standing there talking to one of my, my door guys and uh, the door slides open, and Riley Cooper falls out of the van onto the sidewalk. <clears throat> falls out of the van on the sidewalk, and right after him are two girls that follow him. Well, Riley and Tim Tebow were roommates, right, and rightfully so, because Riley was a complete loose cannon, yeah. and Tim was Tim, right? His straight-laced kid. Everything you saw about him on the media was completely true. Like yeah. Christian guy, super like strong values, moral values, but he watched out for his teammates. And so Riley fell out, lands on the sidewalk laughing. Two girls like fall out behind him, and the door didn't close. And right after the girls was Tim. And Tim gets out, and I'm like, hey, buddy, like, do you need any help with Riley? And he goes, no, like, I got it. He's fine. And I had sat with Tim a couple times in the athletic training room as we shared the same training room that the football team did for our weight. Like our weight room was the same. Our athletic training room after games was the same. So like after games, the guys are getting iced and treatment and all that kind of stuff. So would any of us that needed it, we'd be there too. And so Tim and I would sit side by side and he'd get his, his shoulder iced down and we'd chat a little bit here and there. Um, super nice guy, but yeah, yeah. Riley Cooper falling out on the sidewalk was Riley Cooper turned out to be kind of an idiot, right? Yeah, he made some racist comments. Yeah, that yeah. the uh, the NFL wasn't too keen to. Yeah, you know I'm an Eagles fan. <clears throat> Sorry, that, that, yeah, I will. You know that wasn't uh, that, that doesn't go over well here in Texas. It goes over as well as I'd like it to. People hate it, dude. Cowboys and Eagles are not friendly. Yeah, at all. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. Good time to be a Gator. Cow- cowboy fans are sissies. Cowgirls? Yeah. They're definitely girls. I don't watch pro football, so I don't. <laughs> and that, I don't that, that's the thing, man. I don't, I don't really care about it that much either. So it doesn't, it doesn't bug me yeah. either way. So it used to. Like I would – like I, I used to watch it like – Yeah. I watched the guys that I knew from UF. I watched those guys like when they first got into it. Like my, uh, my god sister – dated joe hayden okay like all through undergrad right and uh she unfortunately passed away uh in a motorcycle accident while we were in school but joe and i still stayed in contact till he graduated and then or till he, he, he got drafted right i mean of course big time like life changed goals change yeah your group changes but um but yeah there was there's some cool cats and so i would watch joe and you know loved watching tim play when he got to play yeah um met aaron hernandez once how was that? 
Um, he wasn't like, you know, the documentary, which I'm actually in the documentary. I don't know if I ever showed you. Uh-uh. I'm in that. Like, and there's a, there's a clip in episode two where they're talking about like, oh, you know, he'd, he said he was going to go to UCon- you know, Connecticut, and then he decided not to, and he went to Florida, and they were talking about like, oh, this is, you know, Florida is this amazing program. You got Urban Meyer down there. The student body's amazing. Like, this and that. He's like, he, the cheerleaders and this. And so as they're like talking about this, they're panning a camera through the stadium and cutting to old clips. And there's like, I'm right there, like stunting with my stunt partner. And it wasn't like a blip. Like, it's long enough. Like, I was like, oh, let me grab the remote. Find the remote. Grab it. Pause. And still I'm on the screen. Took oh, a nice. picture. So... I met Aaron once and the documentary was, was, they were right about, like, they said he wasn't very like social with the team. I think I met him once in passing, like at a house party or something. And he was just like, you know, Hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. Like, that was it. Like, and then like, I never, like, I never saw him out with the other guys. Yeah. Um, like I would see some of the other ones. <clears throat> so he was definitely like detached. So the, the rumor about him maybe having a body already on his belt at Florida were, were those rumors going around why he was there? Not that I knew of. Oh, okay. Not that I knew of. I think all that stuff started to come to light like once all that stuff came out because he was very close with the Pouncy Twins. Yes. Which are in the documentary. Um, those are two guys that also like never saw out. I'd only see those guys at games. Oh. Um, I mean, I didn't. I mean, there was eight, was 80 players. Like, right. I maybe had five that I would see on a somewhat consistent basis. Yeah. Joe, a couple of our offensive linemen, aside from the Pouncies. Um, the kicker was dating one of the cheerleaders. Um, I, one of the guys I cheered with was roommates with the punter, I think, or like the placeholder. So we had a couple of guys that we right. see on a regular basis, right. but not, you know, I didn't party with Tim or. That's still cool though. It is cool. I mean, yeah, they were a good team. <clears throat> they were a good team. Somebody, I saw something the other day that said, uh, that said, <laughs> it said, um, uh, the, the, the late two thousands Gators, had a murderer like all this like a murderer they they had they had the most penalties of any college which we did like we would average 600 yards a game um, like a lot of the time and then we'd also average like 200 penalty <laughs> yards. Penalties, so yeah. they're like you got a you got a murderer uh and then like we had like 50 guys that got arrested right like over the course of the three years i was there yeah and he's like you got a murder you got this you got that you got this and all being held together by a preacher's son or yeah. is it 30 for 30 yeah <laughs> like yeah, yeah, we're definitely a 30 for 30 in the yeah. making and didn't even know it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's wild. Yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> if you could do it all over again, would you go to a different college or would you do Florida again? No, definitely Florida. Like, and, how, how, like, how, how did that go about? It like, was an – dude, so I, I was the first one in my family to, like, go that route. Right. Like, go the undergrad. Like, Well, not the first, but, like, my stepsister went to UCF, like, a year or two before I did. But, like, I didn't learn – like, she and her, she lived with her mom and visited her dad – which was my stepdad. Right. So I was basically doing it on my own. Right. I had no idea how applying to colleges go and like admissions. Like I knew none of that stuff. I was so right. ignorant to it. Um, my dad was booster. My stepdad was booster club president for Florida state. Oh, nice. so like Florida was like, we were rivals. Like, right. Um, and so I, I knew that Florida had a better healthcare, uh, you know, healthcare presence than Florida state did. So I knew I wanted, you know, I was going to go to healthcare and the healthcare route. So I was like, I need to go to Florida. And so, I had great grades. I was athletic. I was into extracurriculars and all this stuff. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what is Florida? Like, what are their admissions requirements? I looked it up. I was like, okay, I've got the grades. I've got everything else. I'll apply there. Yeah. That's it. You applied to one school. I applied to one school. Nice. I submitted my application, everything else. And then tryout time for cheerleading was coming close. And they said in their their information, 
if you're an incoming freshman, you have to, you have to show your acceptance letter. And I hadn't gotten it. So I called admissions. Hi, my name is Travis Owens. I applied to your school. I need to know if I got in because I'm trying out for cheerleading this weekend. Can you let me know if I got in or not? Legit. And they said, and, <laughs> and I said like, yes. She goes, uh, uh, hold on. Can, can you hold for a second? <laughs> like me, I'm ignorant. I don't know that this isn't the way it goes. Right. I'm like, I just need to know if I got in. Like I met all your requirements like that. I should be allowed in. Right. That was my thought process. Yeah. And so the girl clicks back on the phone. And she goes, um, congratulations. You've been accepted to the university of Florida. And I was like, okay, cool. Can you fax that to me, please? Like just so matter of fact. And I just now looking back, I'm like, wow. I wasn't like, I was just, I had no idea. I didn't know how it worked. Right. I'm like, how cavalier do I sound? So I'm like, you know, 18 yeah. years, 18, 19 year old kid. Like, Hey, can I, can you tell me if I got in please? Yeah. Cause I'm trying out for cheerleading. <laughs> trying out for cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that. Listen, man, if I was on the other end of that line, mm-hmm. I would say, you need to know that you got in because why? Because I'm trying over cheerleading. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But now today, you know, as you get older and more wise, yeah, you always tell people, man, those dudes like, like you hear kids laugh. Oh, look at those dude cheerleaders. They must be gay. They must be this. And I said, and I bet they're an all around better athlete than you will ever be. What's in funny? your life, dude? What's funny? And he's is touching booty every game. Every game. What's funny is <clears throat> most of the high level cheer athletes in the collegiate level are former athletes of other sports. Right. Like, uh, for instance, the guy who's, he's the most decorated, like highest caliber male cheer athlete that's ever done the sport. And he's only been doing it for like six or seven years. Right. He was a gold medal junior Olympian for team USA in Olympic weightlifting. Oh, nice. And had a back injury that kept him from hitting the numbers he needed to make the full USA team, Mm -hmm. like for the full Olympics. Right. But the kid could still snatch 400 and clean and jerk 450. And so you hand him an 85-pound girl, and he threw her through the roof. And he's like, oh, I like this. So how do you even get into cheerleading? I got into it as a joke. Yeah. Most, like, a lot of kids now, I mean, they start as, like, they start young. Like, they right. do it, like, their whole, that's their athletic career is cheering. Right. Um, I started as a joke. I saw a flyer at our school. I was a long snapper for a football team. I saw a flyer at the campus for a free gymnastics class, and my only thought was, I'm learning how to do backflips. That'll get these girls like girls like <laughs> girls girls don't dig girls long don't dig, snappers right so <laughs> i high f- high flying back flippers yeah so I, I show up to this <laughs> class and it turns out that the class is being taught by a guy i play football with mm-hmm. and i'm like what are you doing here and he's like i coach here i've been doing gymnastics my whole life i just decided and I, my parents wanted me to try another sport just like to make them happy yeah so i did football and i was like interesting so I took a class and loved it. Like yeah. I had to do like backhand springs and stuff. Like this is so cool. Yeah. So I started taking classes and jokingly one day I was like, do we ought to try for the cheer team? And he's like, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I didn't want to do it alone. Don't tell anybody. And so we're looking at it like it's a joke. Like we're going to walk in here. Like we don't know what we're doing. Neither one of us have ever cheered. Like they're going to laugh us out of the gym, you know, pranksters, whatever. So we go and they didn't kick us out. And we're like, what are they doing? Like, what are they, like, we don't know. So we're back there, like, a bunch of idiots to have no idea. And we're like, and we're like, look at these idiots. I can't believe they're not kicking us out. So we go through the whole tryout. And we're like, this is, I can't believe they let us stay. And they <laughs> That's po- the best part. They posted the list, and we both made varsity. As that's seniors. Oh, as seniors. Okay, okay. As we were, ju- we were juniors going into our senior year. Okay. And we're like, what do we do? And like, we just made the team. We can't quit. And we're like, and they're like, all right, guys, so parent meeting is next weekend to talk about camp for the summer. And we're like, like, what do you, so 
So we're like, so we're like, okay, let's let's go to this camp thing. We'll get through the summer, and then we'll figure out what we're gonna do because like we can't like quit, you know, because they're so excited. Yeah, you know, because now knowing what I know now, every team wants guys, you yeah. know. So they're so excited, like, oh my gosh, we're so happy you guys are on the team. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go to camp, and uh, two thousand kids, twelve guys, two thousand kids, twelve guys. And you were two of them. Two out of the 12. That's a good ratio, bro. And so we're literally looking at each other. I mean, we, we get off the bus. We see all the girls like piling into this huge auditorium at the University of Alabama. And you're going. And we literally yes. were like, maybe we ride this out. Let's maybe give it a shot. Yeah. And then now, 18 years later. I'd have been fist pumping inside. 18 years later, still involved with it. Look at all these girls. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Football didn't get me the girls, man. Mm. I said well, what's funny is all the guys after I made the team. Uh huh. All the guys I play football with. I'm from Panama City, Florida. Right. You know, it's the Redneck Riviera. You know. Yeah. I caught more shade. Like I knew that I loved that like cheer. Like I really fell in love with that sport because to get called what I got called and to like daily to go through that ridicule and still not quit. Like, I just, I didn't care, man. I was like, yeah. this is so much fun. Like, it was new. It was fun. I was learning things fast. Like, yeah. it was a, like it, it was so cool. And uh, so, like, the guys that gave me crap would see me on TV at the national championship game with Gators, who are winning everything. Yeah. And then I'd go home. And these guys, that, like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I was so wrong, man. You Like, you were the smartest guy on the whole team yeah you're so smart man i'm telling you man you like you i laugh at riley i laugh at my son because he's kind of ignorant as we all were Mm -hmm. and i tell him you know he'll say something off the wall or something funny okay man i i used to think like that and i said as you get older you'll realize you sound like an idiot right now. Yep. I said, but you just don't know it yet. And I said, and you're going to look back on the things that you've said that that I just kind of chuckle at you, and you think I'm you think I'm like dumb about it. Yep. Okay, man. But yeah, you definitely you definitely get wiser as you get older. But it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah, that's kind of cool, man. That is kind of cool. I don't. Man, it's cool how it came. It, it's come full circle. You know, yeah. like like this past weekend was really. Um, you know, there's, there's only so many things in the sport I haven't done, Right. you know, uh, school-based college all-star, like, you know, the competitive, like Netflix series. Like, yeah. Well, the, we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> um, but like the competitive side I've coached, I've been a director, I've traveled and, and instructed and now be, you know, working in healthcare. Like I have two companies that I started that are educational for athletes Right. to fill some of the voids that I know that. You know, we didn't we didn't have that type of support, right? Injury prevention, rehab, like strength conditioning for our athletes specifically, like things right. like that that I've created. Um, but one of the like the one of the the things that I had left on the list of things I wanted to do was coach at a collegiate level, and so right. when I got invited to to come coach at this college. It was like I mean, it was such an honor. And then on top of that, to come in in the first year that that I'm, I'm with this program for and us win to, a national to win a national title, is heck like, yeah, dude, that's like, wild. I, there's nothing left I want to do. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I know where I'm good. Like, I, I don't think that I would ever be a great head coach of right. a program because I'm too left brain and you need to have some right brain to, right. for the artistic side of it and stuff. I'm very technical. Yeah. Um, so our team is amazing because our head coach is very like right brain, very like 
he's very visual with what needs to be done for competition and right. I'm more like the brick and mortar to make it like each piece technically sound and technically like work. So we work really, really well together. Um, but to be able to come in your first year and have like between our head coach, myself and our, the other two assistant coaches, which have, they, they both have an incredibly like stacked resume in the sport too, for the four of us to come together and like work together as a team for the first time and to be able to clinch a, a national title is yeah. just like, we're like, we're hoping knock on wood that like we've got some sort of dynasty that we're, we're right. Doing. That's what I was about to ask. Like, like, where do you go from there? I like, mean, the only like thing- if you come in, um, one of your bucket list accomplishments and okay, cool. I'm, I'm on this job. Now let's, let's see how far I can take it. Yeah. And you're winning a national championship the first year you're there. So there, where do you go? So there are teams like there are teams out there that have 10, 20, 30, 40 national titles. Right. In cheerleading. Like who, who's the best? Um, well, so it's, it's, it's done by division, right? right. So there's, there's D one, just like the colleges, D one, D two, D three, D one a. Um, so in cheer, it's not, it's not as equal like in football, like a D three, you put Alabama against a D three college, like they'll walk all over them all day. Right. Right. Some of the D two, D three schools will demolish on the cheer side. The, the, so Navarro from that show, you brought that right. up. They're a junior college. They're a two year school and they have won like 12 national titles. And that's against the, that's against, Florida's every, and, that's against everybody else. Right on. Well, so you have your division. So it's they're they're a large co-ed. They're an advanced large co-ed junior college is their division. Right. So there may only be a couple of teams that they go against directly, but they also give what are called grand champion or high point, which is like every division from the entire competition. They'll take everybody's scores and say, well, who had the highest out of everybody? Right. And Navarro has won that multiple times. Oh, nice. So even though they beat the you know couple of teams in their division, you could have put them against anybody and they'd beat them too. So for me, like I don't want to own a gym. I've never owned one. I don't want to. And as far as like head coach of like a, a college program, I just I, I don't I know myself well enough that I, I don't think I would I would do well in that role at least right now. So like to answer your question, what's next is you know we want UTSA to be a destination school for cheer athletes. Right. Cause we've taken like kind of grassroots and built this up. And yeah. so now we want the kids that would look at a Navarro or they would look at Louisville or they'd look at Kentucky or West Georgia. And they'd look at these schools that like historically have a long record of winning and say, I want to travel to go to that school. So we want UTSA to be that. We're putting UTSA on that map. Yes, sir. Man. Good luck. I appreciate it. I think you're on a, you got a good starting point. Step in the right direction this weekend, right? That's a great step. <laughs> so what else is going on, man? Uh, well, now, now that cheer is over, you can like kind of like take a step back and breathe. And no, no, what's che- so cheer doesn't really have an off season. Okay, so y'all are already preparing for next year. Yeah, like we're so we have so the school side we have a little bit more of a like a like a season because like the kids it's school it's, it's surrounded with school scheduling all right um i also work with an all-star gym in town okay so i'm the team doctor for this big all it's it's basically you're not affiliated with a school you're basically like a rec but a high level rec rec rec, rec program and um their season is still going okay and they have competitions through next month but they're already doing evaluations for next season so okay. like the competitive only side doesn't really have an off season. So because I work coaching the school, we'll have a break now, somewhat of a break until next school year. 
Um, but we have summer stuff also, but the all-star side, like I'm still taking care of those kids and, and working with those kids on the, right. the, the support <clears throat> side right. versus the coaching side. Well, thanks for making time to come to the studio, man. Dude. And record. I'm here. So, <laughs> you've been a, you've been a, uh, a great addition. Well, I appreciate that. Of commitment, which we've been lacking for. You see what I have not been committed to? What? Finishing the Zack Snyder cut. Okay, of, you know what? You you ought to know what I haven't been committed to. What's that? Starting it. I've watched ten minutes. I haven't even started, man. So like, um, and he, and here's the thing: like, I'm I'm Team DC. Ugh. Okay, I'm Batman. God. I'm Batman through and through. And I feel you on that. Mm. I feel you on the like. Oh no, I feel you. And I'll tell you why. Okay, so the Dark Knights. Mm. When you go, when you when you're talking about Batman and DC, that's where your mind definitely, that's where it should automatically go is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you start talking about Justice League and Aquaman and everything, that's where you're. Oh, they suck. That's where that comes from, and it I was, get it. It was Suicide Squad for me that ruined it. Suicide Squad was trash, and, and I'll tell you why, dude. If DC had its rights bought by Disney instead of Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. Marvel would be trash. I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say Marvel would be trash. I'd go I would say maybe DC has a better chance. But I feel like DC is trying to chase what Marvel did and do it in a tenth of the time. And it's not working. Right. Um Warner Brothers just sucks. So then uh Joker comes out. Did you see Joker? Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Yes. That movie is in my top three movies like, of all time. Like of all time. His, that, his dude, that, you're talking about like feels? Right. I was, I was, I forgot I was watching a movie. Uh-huh. I was so just brought in to that, like, to that story uh-huh. that like when he, spoiler alert if you, ha- if you haven't watched it, when he killed those guys on the subway, I was, I was celebrating. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, you, yes, you stand up for it." Like, I was so into right. that movie. So, it's not a spoiler, dude. It, that movie's two years old now. There's people, bro. I well, forget those people. Go quit being lazy. Like people, everybody and their mother now today has a fire stick that's jailbroken. They they could easily watch it. You have two of them. Oh, okay, well, you're more advanced than ExpressVPN. Thank you so much. <laughs> but Joker comes out and it's great. And now that he do, he plays the second best Joker, I think. And it put if you say Jack Nicholson number one. I just watched this with my girlfriend the other night. Yeah, what the Jack Nich- the Batman of Jack Nicholson? Just, He's the best. Nah. And Heath Ledger's number three. Oh, see, you're out of your mind. No, the I'm not. best Joker ever is Heath Ledger. No, it's not. Second is Joaquin Phoenix. No, it's not. Third is Jared Leto. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> how about I was about to I was about to like stop recording. Jared Leto uh, even thinks he was a bad Joker. Uh, so, anyways, uh, that Joker came out and it was great. And then I thought, man, with all these crappy like uh, Justice Leagues coming out and Aquaman's coming out, I need a Batman made by the same dude who did the Joker mm-hmm. where it's like a dark yeah. a more dark Batman like the Joker was. The Joker was super dark. 
Now I need Batman like that. So, but I need it without Ben Affleck. I need it without Twilight Boy. Listen, I don't need like your, I don't even I don't even want it to be Christian Bale. Your salvation, in my opinion, for Batman is Robert Pattinson. That dude, have you seen? Dude, the trailer is dark. Is it? It is so dark. He's like a grungy. Dude, he has like a 1970s Challenger that he modded up to look like a Mad Max mobile. That's the Batmobile. This new trailer coming out, if you haven't watched it, Robert Pattinson is the grungy, dirty Batman you want. I just I just don't know who else I would want to be Batman. You know what I mean? Like, Christian Bale killed it. He did. Michael Keaton was by, like, by far one of the Which best. They're bringing him back. Good. They're doing some... I don't know what they're doing... In detail, but I know that there will be at the same time Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, and Robert Pattinson all Batman at the same time. Right. It's gonna like it's it's in the works that they're it's almost like I don't know if they're gonna do it all in this upcoming one or if there's gonna be some sequence of something. Right. But they're like it's it's known that there's gonna be all three of them at the same time. Okay, so who's your who's your favorite <laughs> your, your Marvel? Yeah. Who's your favorite Marvel character? Iron Man. Hands down. That's like the DC Batman. That's like the Marvel Batman. And you just here's the thing. and you just curled your lip up at, at Batman. But here's the thing. Batman is Batman. Right. Batman does not extend beyond Batman. Okay. We you get you picking up what I'm putting down. Like Batman is Batman. Right. He has no bearance on Wonder Woman and her story. He has no bearance on Aquaman and his story, aside from getting them together. Right. Okay. Tony Stark and Howard Stark, Wakanda is and Captain America's Shield and the and the the Avengers, right? And like Tony extends so far into the development of everyone else, right? That like you pull Batman out and you still got those guys, right? If you pull Iron Man out of that Marvel MCU, that that those phases of the MCU. You you pull the foundation of the group out. There is no Avengers. That's fair. There is no Captain America. Like Can, like not Captain Shield. There's no Captain America. Right. Can I get you to agree with me at least on one thing? <laughs> okay. Batman is better than Superman. Which Superman? The story, like the character himself, or like a particular Superman? Just Superman. Man, like, I like Batman. I don't want. I don't want anyone to think I'm anti-Batman. Okay, I do like Batman. I also like Superman. Right. I would say between the two, in the way that they've been recently portrayed, I would go with Batman. Okay, I would. Yeah. If they fought, you think Batman couldn't? I think the whole idea that Batman and Superman had a fight and that Batman beat him is completely absurd. Right. Because why? Just you're talking. Like a true superhero in the in like in the entire meaning of okay, it. so and that's the other thing about that too is people always make this distinction or like like your argument Batman Iron Man is the Marvel Batman right. no Batman and Iron Man are not Iron Man Tony Stark has built within his body an arc reactor that gives him the ability to do things with his body not just externally but he's still not a superhero he's not he has to get into his Iron Man. To be the superhero, Correct. okay. But that's he, the, that's the same. But he physically powers everything he does based on an arc reactor that he designed. Batman is completely external. 
There's nothing in him that gives any. If he doesn't give that machine power from the outside, it it won't run. Tony's machines only run with him in it, or if he gives the technology for Rhodey to run. Right, it's a technology thing where Batman's thing is a is a. But anybody could get anybody could get in Batman's suit and run it. Right, you can't. Nobody could get into a, a an Iron Man suit with and run it. That's fine. They're still the same. They're still the same person. You have billionaire human that gets into a costume. Yeah, but everybody fight. knows that Tony is Iron Man and Batman still tries to remain anonymous. Duh. I'm saying that's not the same. Tony's he's probably the, Iron Man. He's the vigilante of the night. I don't dislike him, but I would say Iron Man is definitely... Iron Man's not even my favorite now, he, Marvel now, character. I will say my love for Iron Man is not the comics. On a comic side, I love Batman more than anything. Arkham okay. Asylum, like that whole like dark Arkham yeah. like storyline. See, I've, all all Batman's you say that all Batman should be dark. Yeah. Like super dark. Now, thank you Steven Spielberg. When or Tim Burton. No, no, no. Tim when Tim, no, Tim Burton took it weird. He, Tim Tim Burton was the first dark Batman. Everything else before that was Adam West, boom, pow. Batman. No, no, no. Who? No. When they're in the with the one with the penguin, the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when they're in these weird little Gotham's and the very first Batman with Jack Nicholson. Yes, that's a Tim Burton Batman. No, is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Who did the ones? Who did the ones with the weird little Gotham's? I think it was uh, George Clooney was one of them. Oh, she had Deval Kilmer. And yes. the George Clooney yeah. Batman. The um, horrible. The Penguin was in it, and and uh, Michael Bay movies. Mister Free. Oh, those might have been. No, Michael Bay did Dark Knight. I thought. Let me see. I'll look it up. Yeah, I know, yeah. but Tim Burton did like the Keaton Keaton Batman's. That was Tim Burton. Tim Burton is the reason that Batman is dark. Because before okay. that, it was Adam West. Right. And it was, holy gee, Willikers Batman. Right? <laughs> so you can thank Tim Burton for making it dark. Oh, that's funny. That's uh, funny. Batman Forever. Batman. Director. Let's see. Yeah. That would be... Anyways, why you look that up? Joel Schumacher. Never, never heard of her. Actually, <laughs> Tim Burton also did Batman Forever. Oh, okay. He he produced it. It was See, directed by Joel Schumacher. Because Tim Burton did the weird. <clears throat> didn't he do uh, like a Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, Coraline. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the direction if, he. That's the direction he took those Batman's, and I thought and it was him, it super looks, weird. It looks just like it. Right. Like the, the the buildings. Right. You know. I hated them. Yeah. I hated those Batman's. To see, like George Clooney was a trash Batman. Val Kilmer was a decent heard, one. Have you heard about George Clooney? No. This is a rumor. Okay. I like rumors. I heard this from a patient. Uh, George Clooney was so embarrassed about, about Batman. Batman that apparently if you go up to him at any point in time and mention it, he will give you $12 cash. Give you your money back. For how bad the movie was. Nice. And like, and they, like, I, he told like my patient said he's seen him at like comic cons and stuff. Like actually do it. Like actually give people like here's twelve dollars. That's hilarious. Like I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of his. I like George. Clooney. Uh, George Clooney when he did Oh Brother Where Art Thou. We just did a we just did an episode of uh, music unapologetically and nostalgic music. Man, that song. That song. Uh, yeah, my dad. My dad loved that song. That's a great. It was wild. But yeah, George Clooney. I'm a Dapper Dan man. No, that was a good. That was Val a good. Kilmer. What do you think about Val Kilmer? Batman? As a Batman, 
I a lot of people don't like he Val Kilmer Batman, bad. but he wasn't bad. He wasn't, bad. He wasn't the best. He definitely the better Top Gun. Yeah, Keaton, Keaton, and Bell were definitely the best, and and that surprises myself to even say that. Like I surprised myself saying that because Michael Keaton uh, was a, was a comic, mm-hmm. like he was he was a funny guy. Yeah, remember Multiplicity? Yeah. Oh man, Multiplicity is hilarious. Do you know the first decade that Bat- people think Adam West was the first Batman? Who was the first Batman? It was a guy back in the thirties. Oh really? It was nineteen thirty eight. Oh yeah, and it was very similar to the Adam West type Batman. But I do like the old Adam West Batman's because the the graphics, pow! And when they would walk, boom! They walk up the building. Yeah, up the, bu- the camera turned sideways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude! Effortlessly walk. The cin- the cinematography of the Adam West Batman's was on point. Oh yeah, for the time for sure. Like oh my gosh, what building are they crawling up? I think I even say the other thing that I think really makes the Bale Batman movies because like we can agree like. You know, the good Batmans. But I think any Batman fan can look at the body of work and say that the Bale Batmans were the best. Cinematography-wise. Oh, yeah. Like, Storyline. Storylines. But let me tell you what made them even better was the villains. Oh, yeah. Bane. Bane. Do you remember Bane from Batman Forever? He was in Batman Forever? Poison Ivy's oh, little guy. Nice. That's, ba- that's, that, that's the comic book Bane. Right. The the Bane that we saw in the Bale movie was an evolution of that Bane. It's kind of like um, Deadpool. Right. Like, you remember Deadpool from Wolverine yeah. you know, Origins, but then you had like Deadpool, Deadpool. Yeah. And they're like, eh, we're not going to talk about the other one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Bane initially was I, Poison Ivy's henchman. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I liked, I liked that one. I just like Bane's voice. Yeah. He's probably wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of the plane. That's what I liked. You're a big guy. If I pull that mask off, would it hurt? <laughs> if I pull that mask off, would it hurt? You. <laughs> Was getting caught part of your plan? Yes. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, the villains are great. Villain, listen, man, villains get a bad rap. I need villains to win more often. But and here's here's my thing too the villain um, from from uh, with all the stones oh Thanos yeah he's boring I don't I don't he's even very philosophical like like here's my thing like he like he was too um, uh, op uh, as my son likes to likes to say on the Fortnite this gun is too op it's too overpowering ah uh. you know what I mean like. There's a lot of and that was and that was Thanos uh, Thanos Thanos, yeah, Thanos Thanos he was too op. But here's the thing though, in that setting, he was yeah. But the thing is like, so a lot of the, like Marvel heads, the first thing they came like out of the woodworks with was why didn't Captain Marvel just swoop in and beat him? Because oh. Captain Marvel is the most powerful right of all like the superheroes, way more powerful than Thanos right. And so she, you know, and they answered that question in the movie because the the Russo brothers leave no stone unturned. Right. There's never a question unanswered. Right. And so when they were like, "Where are you the whole time?" Rhodey was like, "Where are you been the whole time?" She's like, "You know, there are other planets. There are thousands of other planets that are going through the same thing. Like, I can't be everywhere at once." Right. So they answered the question. Right. But like, even on the villain side, like Thanos is strong. Right. Thanos is not the like this upcoming movie Eternals. Uh huh. Is there every one of the Eternals is more powerful than Thanos? Right. By far. Like they're the ones, the Eternals are the ones that yielded the Infinity Stones, and they, you know, they, and if you watch the movies, no one can yield an Infinity Stone. Only like 
the most powerful, strong people can yield an Infinity Stone and not die. That's why every time somebody touches one, they blow up. Right. And the reason why um, Star-Lord was able to, to, to yield one was because he's half God. Remember, his dad was a god. Right. Right? So the Eternals were the bearers of the stones. Right. And, like, they're gigantic godlike creatures. So they're all powerful. Star-Lord's one of my favorite Marvel characters. So funny, dude. He is... Hilarious. His character on Parks and Rec is probably <laughs> man. You know he he's hilarious on Parks so and Rec, funny. but he's not even the funniest. Oh, dude, Ron Swanson. Oh, Ron Swanson and uh, Tom Haverford. Aziz Ansari. Yeah, Aziz is hilarious. DJ Roomba. Yeah. So and, and um, I'm a big Amy Poehler fan too. I do. Like, like Amy I, th- I thought she was great in that. But wow, that was a. That was a weird turn from like Marvel, Batman into Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Are you Parks and Rec or are you The Office? I'm Parks and Rec. Me I too. like The Office and I appreciate that The Office kind of laid the path for it. But Right. I mean, they're done by the same person. But And the reason I'm Parks and Rec is Ron Swanson, my opinion, is the most, the most well done character portrayal of any sitcom i have right like there's like there will never be a ron swanson right like nick offerman to me was not nick offerman right he's still not nick no he is ron swanson bro have you ever seen his stand-up yes there's no there's no ron swanson in his in his stand-up like at all and And i'm like it's it's eerie yeah and like his like but the cool thing about it is everything that you see in ron swanson Part of it touches back to Nick Offerman. Yeah. Like he's actually a woodworker. He has a wood shop. Right. I bought my, my roommate back in grad school, I bought him. He's a huge Nick Offerman fan. I bought him something from his wood shop. Oh, nice. Every Like that canoe that's in the final season that he's – when he took the – He did that. He made that. Nice. He actually made that. That's – But he's a break dancer too. I believe it. He's it, a B-boy. His wife is uh, pretty – Megan Mullally. Yeah, she's, she's pretty sweet too. She was off of uh, uh, Will and Grace. Yeah. You say potato, I say vodka. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. I got here as soon it's, as I wanted to. Yeah, remember, remember he's, <laughs> she's here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my wife, Tammy, too. Um, yeah, and his mother's name. No, Ron, Ron Swanson has to be by far one of my favorite uh, on-screen characters. The Ron Swanson Pyramid of Greatness. Yeah, uh, him. The dude, the dude is by far. The dude abides. The dude is my favorite. Like that, dude. Uh, Rooney, the dude. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. <laughs> um, that the, the Big Lebowski is a movie that um, it made me a huge. Um, oh, what is his John name? John Goodman. Yeah. No. No. Well, him too. Oh. Uh, um. He was in the. He's he, in Iron Man. He was in Iron Jeff Man. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. It made me a huge Jeff Bridges fan. I started going to watch all of his movies. Uh, the only one that I hated was, I mean, he was good in Tron. Dude, Tron was. He was good in both Trons. He was good in that one remake, that um, that Western that he did. He was a bounty hunter. Uh, he was in there with Matt Damon, and uh, this little girl hired him to go. And uh, catch her dad's killer. I can't think of it. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I forgot the name of, it, but it is like I like westerns. Yeah, and it was a, that was a good one. Did you like Aliens versus Cowboys versus Aliens with I, da- with uh, Daniel? Uh, 
Daniel. I didn't. I didn't see that it's, one. It's actually really good. Uh, the only one that I didn't like is the one where he died and went to heaven as a cop or no. something. So speaking I, of 007, uh huh. Who's your favorite 007? I don't. I never got into it. Listen, man, bro. When I say, when I listen, when I tell you, when I tell you that I'm not a movie watcher, mm-hmm. I'm not a movie watcher, dude. Like that is your homework. Okay. At least here's I'll give you I'll give you the what you should watch and if for like the 007 fans are gonna probably like they're gonna lose their crap over me and that's fine. If I had to guess right now, it's probably gonna be Sean Connery because I love Sean Connery. So here's what you do. Okay, go back and watch the first handful of Connery uh, 007s. Okay, then in the middle they get like there's a one off couple of guys uh, Robert something or other I can't remember. Then Connery comes back for one more, which is a remake of the original, one of the originals. Okay. Then skip ahead, watch the first Pierce Brosnan. Okay. And then don't worry about the other ones because they're terrible. And then watch all of the Daniel. Um, why am I have a brain fart right now? Daniel, the new guy. Okay. Watch those. Okay. Because the other ones are like the first ones with Connery. All of them follow a similar storyline, right? So there's like there's some there's hints of characters that kind of cross over, even though they're different stories. There's mentions of characters, and then when he leaves and the other guy does it, he comes back here, he does it. But then like after that, like all of the Daniel what's his names are all really good, and those again have a kind of a touch of a storyline that follows through, right? So like watch those, and what's cool to see is the like the film. Like the quality of the of the cinematography then for the sixties, like with Sean Connery, and you see um like the evolution of camera work and light work and stuff happen in these movies. Right. So like the very first one is like it, it feels like you're watching a play on a stage. Right. The lighting is all external, you know, like you get it's very two D and then as you as like a couple years pass for the one, the next one. And you see like an evolution of like camera panning and angles and zooms. And then a couple years pass and it's this and that. And then like the historical tie-in of like, they're filming the early 60s. Like right. They haven't landed on the moon yet. Right. And they're talking about the space program and we haven't landed on the moon yet. So it's just, it's cool to see that. And then fast forward to like now and you look at what Bond was in this very 2D flat movie that was still great. I mean, they're still good. Right. To what they are now. And you're like, holy crap. Like they're good. So yeah, like. I d- like I've got horrible ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so in a movie, you have to catch my attention in like the first 5 minutes or I'm not I'm out. Like I'm super out. Which is why me being a big big Lebowski fan mm-hmm. like is surprising to me. Yeah. Because it's such a slow moving story. But once it gets going. But the dude is so cool. He like grabs you and keeps you there. Now have you seen the Austin Powers movies? Yes. Okay. I did, I did not like them. What you'll, what I think you'll appreciate, and what may help keep you locked in, is every single reference uh-huh. on the Austin Power movies. Every reference that's like funny or something. You're gonna find every one of them in those early Connery movies. Oh, okay. Every one of them. Okay. Right. Like the name of the characters. Like number one, number two. Like that's from there. Like the cat is from there. Like. In the very first movie, when he's like, "Do you expect me to talk?" and he's like, "No, I expect you to die." <laughs> like that's from the movie Goldmember from okay. the movie. Like everything is a reference to the early James Bonds. Okay, the whole storyline. I'll have to pay attention. So, like, it's 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 well, just hard for me, man. I get it. Like, man. I get it. 
I got I got I got attention disorders. I'm with man. You. I'm, yeah, I, just, I do too. So yeah. Uh I was gonna tell you my favorite Marvel character is Please. is not even Batman of Marvel. It's Thor. Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even Yes it is. It's not even that's not even valid. So the, <laughs> Listen, man, don't invalidate my feelings, okay? It is it is super valid. I'm I okay, so like I'm Thor through and through. And then when Fat Thor came along and still was whooping people. You can have Thor. Okay. Thanks, man. So. Actually he's one of my least favorites. <laughs> like I, I mean I like Thor, but like if you gave me like I right, it's dodgeball team, I gotta pick my five dodgeball players. You're not picking Thor? <laughs> No, especially not Fat Thor because he's out. You know, nah, like a fat kid no. in dodgeball. Fat Thor. He's out. <laughs> uh, no, the Thor movies were kind of like the one Ranga. Ragnarok. Ragnarok, yeah. That one was kind of funny because Hulk was going through his like inner turmoil. Right, but it was so poorly done. And I'm like watching it with a dude at work one time. And I'm like, dude, the quality of this movie is like trash. And I was like, he was like, Oh yeah. It's he goes 10 years old. He was like, something was another, uh, Avengers or something was coming out and they had to get this one. Like they, it was such a rush to get yeah. it out before that one. Like well, it was, it was very poorly done. Well, hopefully the upcoming Thor movie will, will uh, avenge Thor for you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And I hope he's still fat. I don't know. Like, if, <laughs> if so, if, if he's going to be fat, so back in the comic books, they had they had uh, there was a, a, a run they did called the Asgardians of the Galaxy, uh-huh. where Thor joined up with the Guardians and they were like fighting space. Right at the end of the last movies, they hint they they touched on that, and Thor even made a joke like, "Oh, we're the Asgardians of the Galaxy," and then like him and Peter Quill were kind of arguing like, "Oh no, no, you're the captain, like you're in charge." Yeah. yeah, like everyone knows who's in charge, and he's like, "I am." He's like, "Oh no, yeah, 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 you're in charge, you're in charge." Yeah. So there's. Like that, there's going to be a run with them together, and potentially could still be Fat Thor. Good. I hope it's Fat Thor. I saw uh, I saw on Facebook the other day, and it said something along the lines of, "I hate it when people before a fight say I'm from, and then they name the stupid side of town they're from before they fight." Mm-hmm. And it said after that, it goes, "Unless you're from Asgard or Wakanda, we can run it any any time. I don't care where you're from." Like, and that's kind of how I feel. See, I love. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you who's the worst in San Antonio about that. Uh, people who went to or live over by John Jay, okay, uh-huh. that's uh, Marbach, uh-huh. and that's Exit Number Seven. Okay, I'm from Exit Seven. Oh. Wouldn't know, not from oh, okay. here. Okay, cool. I'm from Exit Thirty Two B. So I, I don't think that we can go any further with the Marvel talk without like deep, heartfelt gratitude. For uh, Black Panther, yeah, we did a we did an episode uh, after he died. He was good. The guy like filmed most of his Marvel movies in stage three or four cancer, right? Like, and no one knew. Amazing. The only time people, which now looking back, like I've, I got, I remember seeing these, and I remember I like when he passed, I was so angry at what I had seen. Uh, he posted a selfie, I think, on Twitter. People and people made ripped fun, him for made being, fun like, of like, him. Oh my god! Like you looking so sickly, bro. Like what are you doing? It was and sick. He had stage four cancer, right. and no one knew. Right? 
Like he played, and he was still producing. He did he, the, the whole James Brown. Yeah, he had cancer then. It yeah. was still out there. No, he was great, and it and it like when after he died when it when it hit me that he was um, he was in forty two. Yeah, he was Jackie playing Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has a great no, CD. No, he, like no his, he's great. His resume yeah. is incredible. Yeah, now definitely took a hit. They uh, uh, so they for those that don't know, they wrote him out of the next Black Panther, as in like not because they had, they had filmed scenes, right? And they were debating on whether they were going to use him or not, and they felt like it was more tasteful to just to write him out, have him basically as if like he had passed in battle sometime between the first and second, or something happened, and that his sister just. Took over the role, right? Know, versus a mid movie. When's that come out? That one's not coming out. I think till twenty twenty two. That's so next year. Coming up next in the Marvel world is um, Loki. So you have uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldiers out right now as a series. Loki is a series that's coming out next. Next movie going to be coming out is Black Widow. And then in the upcoming next phase, you've got Doctor uh, Doctor Strange two, the next Marvel or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you've got uh, um, the Eternals. Okay. You've also got Marvel did um, a character, a Bruce Lee esque character in the '70s. I think mm-hmm. it was Shang Li. I think is the name of it. Uh-huh. They're coming out with his movie next year. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was a really cool character. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. What was that guy's name? I'm not. I'm not super against Marvel. I just. I'm just a Batman guy. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who I am super against, and that's Superman. I just think he's whack. How you can't run the world, and you've got all those powers. Yeah, Shang- Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is um, Marvel's uh, Bruce Lee character. Shang-Chi. I like words like that. So you got so we talked about a Zack Snyder cut. Uh-huh. Four-hour movie. I haven't even started. I made it ten minutes. Before, it's, it was just it was getting late. Oh, okay. My, my girlfriend okay. and I will put on a movie like you know maybe eight eight thirty, and if it's an hour and a half, like we're still in bed by ten ten thirty. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was four hours long. Right. And when we when we realize that, like, it's not even worth starting right now because we're gonna we're gonna like we'll get into it and then we'll want to cut. But now for those that haven't seen it, it's also got six chapters, like six parts. So you can so you can break it up. So maybe we should do that one day. Is you just come over, and we'll just watch it together. You want to hold hands? I don't want to do that. We can. No, we can't. I won't apologize. Uh, I'd be highly unapologetic about it. I won't apologize when I punch you in the nose for holding, trying to hold my hand. Oh, <laughs> my. Then, and then I'll get beat up by a cheerleader, and then I'll have some explaining to do. Lucy. What so else, we, man? We, so we, now, let's think about this. So you said your favorite Marvel I think my favorite DC uh-huh. character. Hmm. Let me just say this. I think Aquaman is lame, but I think they could do a good job with Jason Momoa. I think Jason Momoa's Aquaman is great. Yeah. Uh, I, and I also I, think I, guess, I think Cyborg's kind of whack too. I you know. I guess I, I honestly. I'd, as, as lame as it is, I, I would say Batman. Yeah, I mean, it's not lame, bro. He's my favorite super, the not inf- superhero. The unfortunate part is there's just not enough good DC characters to stand up against him. Right. Name name any other DC characters that haven't been in movies yet. 
that haven't been in movies. Because all like the Suicide Squad, right? That movie was awful, and the reason why it was bad is because instead of doing how Marvel did, where they had storylines separate, like character development, they tried to introduce and character develop and storyline develop ten people in one in two hours, right? Jared Leto's biggest complaint about that movie, which I agree with him on this. Do you know how much screen time Jared Leto's Joker had? Uh-uh. Six minutes. Oh, yeah. And he went full Heath Ledger on that Joker. Got into the character. Played pranks on, like, his castmates. They, didn't, they hated him. If you read, like, stuff about, like, they... Right. He would leave, like, dead animals in their hotel or in their dressing room. Like, he went full Joker, and he got six minutes of screen time. Right. I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah. I mean, really would. And you just can't do that. Like, you can't introduce that many people right it's not gonna work no i get it i get it but like i said once disney takes over dc it's when the good movies will start coming back out again what do you think about spider-man and venom um so i heard a lot of people who did not like the venom i actually enjoyed it i think venom is awesome so i can't wait for the next one to come out spider-man is like flash to me they and and I think Warner Brothers tried to make Flash so Spider Man y like having him be the goofy, like ignorant kid and you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. uh, like Tim Holland was. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. But um I'm excited to see because now you've got you've got um the Spider Man, like Sony Spider Man rights and all uh-huh. that stuff. Now Marvel has it. Right. So that entire like historically that entire world of like Spider-Man villains, you know, in that 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 area of the of the hero spectrum, you know, your Fantastic Four, which now is coming out on Marvel. Right. You've got Spider-Man crossover now, which is going to bring uh, Carnage and Venom into that world. Right. I like Carnage and Venom. And what they're trying to do because Wolverine. So here's here's where like you really get into some cool stuff. Yeah. Wolverine was on the Avengers at one point in the comics. Right. So right now, that. the studio is trying to find the way to get him back to get X Men into Marvel, right? Like in that back in like in the MVP. crossover, right? That'll be cool. I remember watching the cartoons as a kid. You know what? You know what? D, who DC needs to go get hmm. the Ninja Turtles? I love the Ninja. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> who was your favorite turtle? Uh, Michelangelo, duh. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> I like Leonardo. Yeah, I mean, I just liked that he was like the leader guy. But so I, I like Leonardo. I liked Raphael because Raphael was like the the rogue, he's just like a, just a jerk. He was a jerk, and that's why I like him. Michelangelo. I like Michael. He's a nerdy, the like, surfer. Goofy, yeah. yeah, but uh, nobody liked Donatello. Donatello was bored. Yeah, <laughs> dork. But <laughs> he had the his he had nun, he has the nunchucks. No, but bow staff. He was a bow staff. Yeah, that's right. he had My, a, a cool weapon. Yeah. No, he didn't. He had a stick. You can beat people with a stick. Okay. I can beat people with samurai swords and nunchucks. Sorry, and size are dumb. Huh? Size are dumb. Who had uh, Raphael? Raphael had size, and they're dumb. I mean. Because the size isn't sharp. I don't know if you know that. They're huh? only pointy. They're not sharp like a blade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so dumb. It's I, you, you got a long one stick or two short small sticks. <laughs> <laughs> At least they end of the stick you can stab into people. Well, I can stab the end of that stick into people. No, you can't. It wouldn't hurt, but it would... I can still do it. No, you can't because if it's flat on the end. Yeah, I can poke you with it. Right. That's still effective. Oh, no. Let me poke you in the face with a stick and tell me oh, if you no. like it. Uh, I do need a remake with Bebop and Rocksteady. 
Yeah. Hey, those those two are so cool. Yeah. I yeah. did like uh So if I if I ever had to cheer for villains, it mm. would definitely be Bebop and Rocksteady. They're so funny. They're so stupid. I like when they were little. Yeah. When they were babies. Yeah. You see, you know, I think a lot of people I know a lot of people know, but a lot of people may not know. Uncle Phil was Shredder on the comic or on the, on the cartoon. Was he really? James Avery? I did Avery? not know that. I did not know that. Oh, I'm playing the clip. Oh, no. Oh, I'm playing the like, clip. You can recognize his voice and everything. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Shredder cartoon. I'll get those turtles. Yeah, man. No. You didn't know that? No, I did not yes, know that was James dude. Avery. Yeah, listen. Of course, you. That is James Avery. That is Uncle Phil is Shredder. Oh, wow. I can't wow. believe you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, man. That is wild. R.I.P. Uncle Phil. Yes. Man, that's two weeks in a row we've R.I.P.ed Uncle Phil. Anyways, we're at about an hour and five minutes. I think I have an episode that's going to line up perfectly with our dates. Okay. Everyone has homework. Yeah, give them some homework. It's not out yet, so you have to wait. Okay. April 23rd. Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, is coming out, and it's straight to HBO Max and straight to theater. Finish him. That movie, dude. <laughs> I have waited so long because in two thousand and eight, Warner Brothers, who you despise, right? They're the ones that produce this movie. Okay, they bought the rights to an eight minute pitch trailer in 2008 that had character development for Jack, Sonya, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Baraka, Johnny Cage, all of it. So who do you pick when you play the game? Sub-Zero. Yeah, me Duh. too. Okay, like, good. Duh. We're on the same page. So, or Johnny Cage. Yes, yeah, Johnny's garbage. <laughs> Sub-Zero, right? So they bought the rights to it and sat on it. They didn't do anything with it. And so guess, you know who wrote this movie? Mm-mm. One of the Russos. Nice. Wrote the script, like wrote the, the the screenplay or the for this movie. Cool. And they have they were the movie was so violent it almost got an NC seventeen rating for violence. And they promise, this is like this is their promise, is that not only will this movie set a new standard for action fighting scenes in movies, but will also set a new precedent for opening scenes in a movie. They said the opening 10 minutes of this movie is the greatest opening 10 minutes of any action movie that has ever been. So it's going to catch my attention. Oh, good. Bro. I'll watch it. It is. So April 23rd, straight to HBO. Straight to HBO Max, straight to theater. Don't be calling me for a a login because I'm not... (laughs) I'm not giving it. We're gonna have to have two episodes on that because I will talk. We need because here's a cool thing about it too, and not to go on too long because we'll talk about it more. Right. The director because there's certain characters that aren't in the movie. Johnny Cage is not in the movie. Okay. Like there's a hint that reptiles in it. There's a hint that Cyrax is in it because there's a clip that. But there's some characters that aren't shown directly in the trailer. You have to pause the trailer like scene by like frame by frame, and you can see some of these other people. But like a lot of the characters aren't there, and oh. they straight up asked them. They're like, what happened to Johnny Cage? Like he was, in the, like he was, in the, he was in the original movie, like right. in the original game, in the original movie, and they didn't even, they didn't even hint or beat around the bush. They're like, we want to make a universe. I love it. They're gonna make a Mortal Kombat universe. Good. And there's enough storyline 
introduced in this movie because they talk about this. There's been these tournaments for like ongoing tournaments. So and you we, can make a movie about every single tournament. You, you can do said a backstory on every single person. You said Warner Brothers is doing this. Good. Disney needs to do Street Fighter. Then. They bought. <laughs> I'm on board with Street Fighter. Okay. Only if you never get a French man to play Guile. Listen, man. When Guile, an American major, gets a major Guile, right? Right. Gets up in for Captain Guile, whatever. Listen here, troops. Today we're going into the battles. (laughs) Dude, come on. The fact that Chuck Norris didn't play Guile <laughs> is beyond me. Okay, so when you fight Street Fighter, who do you pick? Ken. And Raul. Both of them. Ken and Raul. Ryu and Ken were completely... Like, the storyline there is much different because they're friends. Mm-hmm. Like, they're friends. The only reason I picked Ken over Ryu is because Ken's back roll kick, ha- back kick had a roll in it, and Ryu would just roll back and kick you over. That's the only reason. Because his roll kick... Was cooler looking, but Sub Zero and Scorpion, that's like that storyline. That you talking about like the the universe? There could be an entire like trilogy of movies with with Sub Zero and Scorpion, right? Because both of them were killed at one point. Scorpion, like the the character Scorpion, is a return of a, of the like the original guy that died and right. went to, and went to the like went to hell right. and came back. Sub-Zero has, like, the original Sub-Zero and the Sub-Zero in the game aren't even the same person. It's his brother. Right. And then Noob Saibot is Sub-Zero, but, like, an evil, evil version of Sub-Zero. Like, a, like an underworld version. So, like, those two guys alone in the history of the clans and their, like, their, their, like, their lives. I mean, you can have a trilogy of movies on those two guys alone. Kung Lao is... I'm down. Kung Lao's Liu Kang's uncle. You have right. a whole storyline there. I mean, like, it's literally, like, if they go universe with it, it's going to be insane. So there's your homework from Travis on April 23rd. I've got homework for them, too. Tell me. Go check out our other podcast, Music, hey. music Unapologetically. Your one-stop shop for all things music. Nostalgia. This week, yeah, episode. the newest episode coming back is uh, is music that's meant to put you in your nostalgic feelings. And uh, everybody, dude, everybody gets in their feelings with music. You know what I mean? Even if you don't like music, there's something out there that'll that'll touch your. If you go to a wedding and they play a song that you go, "Oh," then you get in your feels. <laughs> I like that. Everybody likes wedding music. Yeah, you're right. Everybody just, yeah, okay. You're right. Uh, And with that, we'll uh, catch y'all next week. Take care. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.